This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Hi, Rabotai. Welcome, everyone, to another Wednesday night tour. Over here by Derechemet, as well, all Torah and viewers and everybody out there viewing it. Rabotai, thank you very much for everyone coming out. I know it's um, hard to find parking, but you get extra skuyot for it. Um, um, I'd like to mention this point. There's something called... <clears throat> Everybody knows why why we're created. You know, um, I was with somebody, and today it happens to be, this morning was my father-in-law Shloshim. And my, what happened was, so one person at the cemetery, he was saying to me, I don't feel so good. We came up, I, I, I don't feel so good. I said, why? I said, a person lives his life and everything, everything he left behind. Uh, what's going on? It's just hard. Imagine, it, it's hard. So, the answer to this question is very simple. In our life, in our life, we have to understand, we really have to understand it, and, and we know it already, but we have to reiterate it, that this world is a whole way to get to the real world. It really is. And that's why when a person understands that, his whole entire life will be much more easier to deal with. A lot of people in life, the reason why it's hard for them sometimes in their lifetime, when things don't go their way, and things don't go, what's going on, and they're this, and they're that. Very simple. You have to understand something. There's a broader picture in the world. This world is just, is it fair? You know, could you control your beauty? Could you control your beauty? Huh? To an extent. To an extent. To an extent. But you really can If a, a person's born, born ugly, you can never, I don't know, is there a plastic surgery to fix the whole face? I don't know. But but huh? They look for it. But 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 if you if you think about it logically, is it is it? You might say, wait, what's going on over here? Why is it is it fair? Why is this guy ugly and why is this guy good looking? Why is this guy why is this guy have have uh, have some wealth and why is this guy poor? You you could you could do that all day long, and you'll never get anywhere. You'll never understand anything, right? But when you understand. That this world is a, a, a pathway to get to the real world. I'll give you an example. I'll give you a very simple example. You ever, there's something called a movie. You ever know what a movie is? You know what a movie is? Anybody ever hear of that? A movie? So there's a screen sometimes. Let me just explain. There's a screen. And, 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 and it's a movie. And I want to ask you. Did you ever see a movie where there, there was a rich man in the movie... Helping out a poor man. Did you ever see a movie like that? Any movie with that? I'm not encouraging anything like that. Did you ever see a show? Any? There's a rich man helping out a poor man. Right? So, right. So the rich man is helping out the poor man, right? Now, if you would ask both these actors, after they're done acting, if you would ask the rich man and the poor man, whoever acted like that, are they, and they acted the same exact amount of time, are they going to get the same amount of paycheck, yes or no? Yes. Yes. You're, you're, you guys just answer to yourself. Again, you have, a, you have a scene, you have a video, you have a show, 
and you have a rich man helping out a poor man, and they're both, the, the show's, let's say, an hour. And, and, he, and he's acting like a rich man for 30 minutes, and the poor man is acting like a poor man for 30 minutes. But at the end of the show, they all come back, oh, they're real selves, oh, I'm like this and I'm like that. But at the end, are they going to get paid the same amount? Yes! It's not more or less. So, God gives you in your life a certain amount of things that He wants to test you with. Whether it be beauty. Well, you think beauty is not a test? Beauty is a very big test. Some ladies out there, they know they might, or some guys out there they might be beautiful. They know they're gorgeous. They, and now they're walking around and they think they're all that because they, uh, you know, they have, they have at the end of the day, that's a test in a way. Why? Because the arrogance could come up and, you know, you know, good looking I am, you know, you know good looking I am, you know what I'm talking about, best looking guy in the community, you know what I'm saying, like, the guy, the guy could have gava, the guy could have gava, so that's a test, now, the ugly guy doesn't have that test, but he could have a different test, but the point that I'm trying to make over here is, everybody is born with a certain amount that Hashem says, look, I'm going to pay you the way you're going to act with your traits in this world. And if you're going to do well, you're going to get a full paycheck just as another guy. It doesn't make a difference. So everybody's clear with that? Now, that being said, if the whole purpose of this world is the next world, which is so, so then why didn't Hashem just put us in the next world from the beginning, from the start? Everybody, everybody hear the question? Wait, one second. I want to make sure that everybody hears this question first. Yeah. Uh, guys, again, let's start up again. Let's start up again. Very simple. Very simple question. If, Rabbi, you're right, beautiful. You said it nicely. A rich man's going to say, a poor man, they will get the same paid. They're all acting. They're all acting for Hashem. They're all acting the best way that they can. They're both getting the same paycheck. So I might, might, if they pass their test. You know, one time, there was a very, very wealthy man and he came to the Briskerov and he told the Briskerov, I understand something. I was so wealthy. I, I, and he lost everything. And I'm a Sadiq. I know. I gave charities. I gave. He says, You know, you're right. But you did such a good job. You got a hundred on the, on the rich man's test. Now God wants to see how you're going to act if you're like a poor man. You understand? Now, you, you might hear this, oh, if I'm a rich man, I'm not going to give because I always want to be in the test. No, you have to ace the test, get 100 on it. But he wanted to see now, or oh, same time, I'm a poor man. The guy's poor, poor, poor. All of a sudden, Hashem says, now I'm going to make you rich. What happened? You passed the test. You didn't complain. What? Sometimes poor people, what do they do? They complain, Hi, why, why, why? Like a crying baby, right? I'm not saying uh, uh, it's a test. But Hashem says, wait, pass the test, and I'll get you to the next stage. Pass the test, I'll get you to the next stage. So each stage. So the question is, if that's the case, beautiful rabbi, why can't a person just be born in the next world? Just put me in the next world. Why do I have to go through all tests? And, and yeah, everybody hears the question. Yeah, well, I mean, when we born into that? Why can't I? Should, the main purpose is to get to the real world. If that's the main purpose, to get to Gan Eden, get to the uh, Olam Abba, So make me born in Olam Abba. Why go through all these steps of tests of being? Cute, being not so cute, being wealthy, being not so wealthy, getting getting angry, not getting angry. Why are you putting me all these tests? Just put me in the main thing. And what are you going to tell me? No, we want to give you a reward. So give me a reward over there. Give me that reward. Oh, I have to pass it? Hashem loves me. Let, let it be like that. What, what do you have to say, Ethan? You have an answer? I mean, you wouldn't, you, it wouldn't mean anything unless you had to toil for it. 
Oh, but, but Ethan, you, you, on, you, I, I want to just elaborate to what he's saying, this guy. Amazing. Ethan, I want to throw it back. Yeah, no I problem. But look, I want, I, I, can I give you, after I explain <laughs> that point? All right. All right. So Ethan is saying very fast, something amazing. And I'm going to tell you like this. I'm going to tell you it through this week's parasha. There's something called the Avnei Shoham, and there's something called the Avnei Meluim. Those were stones were placed in the Choshnei Fod. And these were very, very expensive, precious stones. And it's brought down that these stones were so, so precious and expensive, more, more, more than gold. These were more expensive than gold. However, there's one problem. If you look at the Torah, what was written first? It was gold, silver, copper, the 13th, if you look at the Torah, after all these things that are listed that was given to the Mishkan, what was given to the Mishkan? The 13th is named Why? If it's the most expensive, huh? We gotta wait. It went through or didn't go through? Was it, was it, was it recording the whole time? Yeah, but it cut off. Alright, fine. Fine, it's good that you told me to wait. Let's just put another recording, a, a, a audio recording over here, just in case. I just don't want it to stop. Okay, we're good? No, ready? Three, two, one. Okay. So the point being is, what was the last point, Ethan? What was it up to? Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so at the Avnei where was it written? It was written the 13th element that was donated to Mishkan. But if I tell you that that was so expensive and it's worth more than gold itself, what should be the first thing on, uh, written in the Torah that you gave? Gold. No, gold sure. was gold. Because they were more expensive than gold. They were more precious than gold. If I'm giving you ingredients, you ever see ingredients, by the way? I'm going to tell you a trick. If you ever see ingredients, let's say you're taking a Coca-Cola bottle, right? You know, it says water, sugar, this, that. How do you know? How do you know what's the main ingredient? The main ingredient is the first one, the second, third, fourth. That's how it goes. The main thing is the most expensive thing in the Mishkan. You would say that should go first, but at the end of the day, it was the thirteenth. It first goes gold, then silver, then bronze, nechoshet, agaman, tolachani. It says a million things, and then after that, by the thirteenth, it says the most expensive item, namely Mishkan. Doesn't make sense. That should be the first one. The stones that won the Hoshan and the airport, that should be the first one, not the, la- not the one of the last. By Earth standards. So why? I'm going to give you the answer. I'm going to give you the answer now. The answer is like this. The answer is, how was these stones, how were these stones um, found? Where did they get it from? Did they, did they have to take a mountain and mine it and dig it, and find it, or no? The answer is, I'll tell you the answer. The answer is, in the morning, like you were saying, where'd they find it? You know where they found it? No, I said 12. Anybody, anybody know where they found it? Huh? Anybody can take a guess? No, it would go like, like the man came down in the man. They had it like that. Who found it? Then they see him found it. Imagine you wake up one morning, and you see these precious stones by the man. Like, whoa! You open up the package, and you find the bread, and also you find 
These crazy, crazy stones. You say to yourself, oh my goodness. And they found it. And they said, this is what, I'm, this is what we're going to donate. It was last. You know why it was last? I'll tell you why. But how'd they know there was work? I'll, I'll, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to just tell you right now. Give me a second. I'll tell you why. You guys ready? The Gemara Abba says, let's say you have a neighbor that has a small tomato grown, you know? What do they call it? Like a row of tomatoes? A vine? A vine of tomatoes. And he's growing it. And you see him pouring it. And you see him pouring it. And you see him... And then, what happens? This vine, you say to yourself, he went away on a vacation. Now you say, if he doesn't come back in the next hour, if he doesn't come back in, not now, the next, if he doesn't come back in the next few days, these tomatoes won't have the freshness and it won't be so fresh. So he says to himself, okay, he waits one day, two days. Now it's one more day. If he doesn't come back today, it's going to lose the freshness. So you see, oh man, it doesn't look like it's coming back. Are you allowed to take those and replace it when he comes back, get him from a farm, get him from a different farm, the same exact, exact tomatoes, same exact ones. Gemara says no. Says, you know why? I'll tell you why. Because the ones that he planted, the ones that he actually went ahead and planted and worked for, he loves it so much more, even if it's not the most freshest tomato out there in the garden, but the fact that he worked and it worked and it worked and it worked it, he will enjoy it more. And therefore, on the Shabbat table, when he has an Israeli salad with tomatoes and, and cucumbers, those tomatoes that he planted, he feels so good because he worked it. When you work it, you feel so good about what you did. And therefore, there's something called Nahama de Chisufa. What does it mean, Nahama de Chisufa? Nahama de Chisufa means embarrassed bread. Nahama means bread. De Chisufa means embarrassed. There's something called embarrassed bread. You know what embarrassed bread means? Embarrassed bread means when a person is, is meaning to say, it's like a handout. A handout, nobody, nobody, you can't enjoy that handout. If a person is born with everything on a silver platter, everything has everything, it's not as enjoyable as a person worked and worked and worked. He always feels good that he was able to, huh? He appreciates it more. You appreciate what you did more. You appreciate what you have. You'll appreciate what you have more when you actually get involved with it. It's the same thing with marriage. When you get married to your wife, when you're marrying your wife, you think all of a sudden... That's it. No, you think all of a sudden, that's it. Love at first sight. You get married. Marriage is real. Marriage is real. You know, you got you to gotta work the marriage. You got to work the marriage. So, oh yeah, you, you get married. And then there's another woman. And if there's a woman, you're fit, uh, well, what's going on over here? You know, you can't just throw your socks on the, on the floor anymore like when you used to do when you were single. <laughs> Right, you chuck your socks, you chuck your on. Oh, who else you chuck all these things? You know. Oh, and then your wife comes along and says, "Excuse me, 
What are you doing over there? Says, I don't want to see your socks in the mail. You put your shoes, you, get, you know, come in the house, you chuck your shoes, change your dad, and chuck your shoes over there. You know, your mother's too scared to tell you anything, but your wife is going to tell you, listen, not in my house, you know, or maybe your mother's not too scared, whatever it is. You get my point I'm trying to make, though, right here. You know what I'm saying? You got to work that marriage. You got to work it out. And guess what? In the beginning, 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 it's not going to... In the beginning, beginning, beginning of the marriage, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come. But you got to work it little by little, little by little. And guess what? You love your wife a million times more the more you marry to her. No? Huh? I'm talking to you. You love your wife a million times more when you, when you, want, when you married long enough. I'll tell you a story. Rabbi Yaakov Yosef Herman. Rabbi Herman, he was a very big rabbi in, 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 the, in the world, a very big rabbi, his son-in-law was Scheinberg. And listen to the story. He, his daughter got married. And his daughter made Shem Berachot, and they're sitting at the Shem Berachot. Who's sitting next to who? The new, the new husband and wife, they're sitting right next to each other. And this daughter looks at her father and says, Daddy, look at me. I'm sitting right next to my husband, and you're at the end of the table, and mommy's at the other end of the table. Come on. He tells her, listen to me. And listen to me very careful. You guys are just newlyweds. So you have to show that love by sitting next to each other. Mommy and me are married for over 40 years. I could sit at the end, and she could sit at the end, and it's as if we're sitting right next to each other. You understand? How'd that happen? You know how that happened? Because the love grew through the marriage because the husband's always helping his wife. His wife's always helping the husband. Every single night he comes home, his wife has dinner for him ready. Every single, every single day, the husband is providing whatever she needs, all on credit cards and pay bills and everything like that. And therefore, the marriage is being built like that. So you enjoy the love for that person a million dollars more. Have any child... Have any child, and mark my words, when you have start children, you're going to see. The first time you have your child, you think you might love them. Yeah, of course you're going to love them. But not as much as when they grow older, because you're always constantly giving and giving and giving and giving and giving. When they hit one years old, two years old, your relationship with that child, you'll see. When, when that child is two years old, it's a different relationship than she's just born, or the kid's just born. You get because you know why? You're always giving and giving and giving and giving and giving and giving and giving until finally after two years, you gave so much to the child that you feel so much love towards that. And it's the same thing with donations that were made to the Mishkan. Donations were given to the Mishkan. Donation, 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 donation. Now, the ones that were harder to to give and to, to, to... that was what written first. But the Avnei Belim of Nashoam, this is the order Haim HaKadosh says, that was easy. They just found it in their mind. They found it over there. Oh, they found it. There you go. It's much easier for a person that, let's say, made a crazy deal so easy. Let's say he made a crazy deal in his business. He made it so easily. It's much easier for him to give a, a, a charity check than a guy who worked and worked and worked and worked for one whole day and now he has this. Oh, now I go give charity. It's much easier for the first guy because he's doing second. Oh, I made a deal. I called this guy. I called that guy. I transferred all the goods to his to his uh, his, 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 his retail store. The retail store sent it out online. And I made... Uh, I made 
And then you have the other guy working and working and working and working. Finally, he made the same exact amount of money after a week. And now go give him the check. It's much harder. Much harder. Why? Because he earned that. It was much harder. The Avnei Shom, Avnei Milohim was just found. Being the fact that it was just found and then it was given, you're right, it's mitzvah. But not as much as the other elements. Because what happened? The gold, the silver, the bronze, all those things, where did they have to carry it from? From Egypt. You think it was easy? Carrying donkeys and donkeys and donkeys with all these Egyptians, I mean, getting all these things from all, everything like that, you think it was easy? It was very hard. And now give that away now. Yeah, they got it from the Egyptians, but they also transported all the way to the Midbar for all those times. So it was hard to give. It wasn't as easy to give. But what? But being the fact that it was harder, it becomes part of you. Nefesh Kitakriv, the Pasuk in, 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 in Seva Ikra speaks about Nefesh Kitakriv. Rashi explains over there. What does it mean, Nefesh Kitakriv? What's Nefesh? Your soul is giving Korban? It says it's talking about a poor man. A poor man cannot afford a cow. But what can he afford? He can afford flour and, and oil. So he brings that as his Korban. And you know what Hashem says? Nefesh kitakriv. His soul is being sacrificed. What do you mean? His not soul is being sacrificed. It's just some, uh, some, uh, some flower on, uh, on, on his back. No, his soul. You know why his soul? I'll tell you why his soul. Because for him to give even some flour and oil, it's like taking out his soul. It's very, very hard for him. And he did it anyway for Hashem. Wow. wow. This is nefesh kitakriv. He gave away his soul. You know, sometimes it's very hard to do something and you do it anyway. Wow, you're giving, you're giving Hashem that, that you're giving Hashem, wow, Hashem loves it the most. You know, a lot of times people with learning, a lot of times people with learning, the guy says, I have it hard, I'm having it hard, it's very hard for me to learn, I can't sit down for more than four, four seconds. Every five seconds he goes to get a coffee, another coffee, he just had a coffee, but I forgot to put sugar, he goes to put sugar, oh, I forgot to put some milk, he put some milk, oh, it's not hot enough, let me go put more hot water. By the time the guy sat down, half the time is over. But what? He's only doing it because it's hard for him. It's hard for him sometimes. So he has to move around. He has to jiggle a little bit. So therefore, uh, by the time he... But guess what? Guess what? When this guy sits down to learn Torah, you know how much more reward he's going to get in Shemaim than a regular guy that... Easy two seconds. You have guys that are geniuses that could sit down and just learn the whole day. You know what I'm talking about? You have geniuses. They just sit down... Well, you finished, I finished Shas here. Oh my goodness. And you have another guy schwitzing his head off. He can hardly understand the Gemara. He can hardly sit down. He can hardly move whatever. But you have to understand. Hashem sees the effort that you're putting. And He loves that effort that you're putting. He loves it more than anything. When you go out and you put your full effort, and guess what? You will feel the love to that as well. I remember I was learning my Hamuta, Yosef Adis. I was learning with him one time. And we got stuck on a very hard Tosafot. It was extremely, extremely hard Tosafot. And I said to myself, you know what? I'm trying to convince him. Let's just skip this one. Let's go to the next Tosafot. Let's go to the easy one. He's like, no, no, no. We're doing this Tosafot. I was like, oh my goodness. This is a hard one. It's very hard. It's very, very hard. I'm cracking my, my, my brain. My brain is hurting. I couldn't do it. My brain was hurting me. It was really hurting me. He said, no, we're doing it. So no problem. I took off my jacket, rolled up my sleeves. I'm not joking. I took off my jacket, rolled up my sleeves. It's hard to support. I'm telling you. I sat there from three fifteen 
to 6.30. 3.15 to 6.30. Go ask him. And we finally completed the Tosafot after about three hours. Do you know how good I felt? I came home. I'm eating dinner. I said, tonight I deserve the dinner. Tonight I deserve it. Give me the sauces. Give me everything. It felt so good. It felt so good. You feel good. You know why? Because you put in your effort. And when you put in your effort, guess what? You gain more. Wow. I did it. I can't believe it. It's a different being. It's a different, different, different being. And it's a different God and It's a different Allah Hashem, of course, could have put you in Allah and put you in the front row and gave you so much reward and everything. But you know why he didn't do that? Because he wants you to work for it. And therefore, I tell you, the harder it is, the better it is. He's saying, oh, it's too hard. I can't. Ba-ba-ba. You're a lucky man. You're a lucky lady. Now you go even more. You go double down. It's hard for me to give Tzaka. Now I'm going to give Tzaka. It's hard for me to wake up in the morning. Now I'm going to wake up in the morning. Do you know what you're doing? You, you, you're cracking. He's, he's going to Shabbat. What's going on over here? He's getting me. This guy's getting me. I can't believe it. What do you listen to? What is he taking? What is he, what is he drinking? What is he A million things. Because what? When it's harder, first of all, you have to understand, you'll enjoy it better. When you're done, it might be hard in the beginning. But when you finish and you're finally done, you'll feel so good. There was a guy, he came to Ramosh Feinstein. He couldn't learn. The guy couldn't learn. He finished one daf. You know how long that one daf again when I took him? One year. It took him one year. At the end, after one year, his chavruta said, let's make a siyum. He says, I don't know, I can make a siyum on a daf. Let's go ask Ramosh Feinstein. Answer Ramosh Feinstein, can we make a siyum? Say, make a big body. Make a big, huge body. You know how many you just finished. Do you know they came to Havet Saim and one guy was telling him, he was older, Havet Saim was older at the time, and he told Havet Saim, Havet Saim, I, you know, it was so hard for me, I only learned all the six months, I only learned 10 pages in six months of Gemara. He says, what, you learned 100 pages? It's amazing. He says, no, I take that back. He learned a thousand pages. He learned a thousand pages? He says, No, Rabbi, maybe you didn't hear me well. I learned ten pages. He says, A thousand pages? You should be so happy that you learned a thousand pages. He says, Rabbi, I don't want to be any disrespect, but I know the rabbi is getting older, he's getting close to 90s, but I'll tell you just one last time and I'll say it loud. I learned. Ten pages. He says, I heard you the first time. But you didn't hear me. It's brought down when it's hard for you to do something. And you do it anyway. You get a hundred times more reward. You hear what's going on over here? It's harder for you to do it. You get a hundred times more reward. You hear what's going on over here? And now I ask you. It's a snowy day. This Peshabah was a snowy day. And people were coming to me, Rabbi, I thought for sure you weren't coming because I live really far. <laughs> I thought for sure you weren't coming. When I first walk in, they tell me, you know, if you didn't come today, we, you know, we, we totally understand. And they're giving me compliments. And rightfully so, I'm very happy. But I'm telling you in my mind, I was like, why wouldn't I? 
This is a chance where I could take my jacket, I could go with my, my scarf, and I could go after 120, tell Hashem, Hashem, I walked, you know how many blocks I walked to go to shul? I walked, I put in, all the wind was coming in my face. I was like, yeah, let's go. I was the happiest man alive. So when they were giving me all these comments, I can't believe you came, I can't believe you came, I can't believe you came. I'm thinking, I'm so happy that it's not that I'm able to come like this through the snow. That's what I was thinking in my mind. But what do people think? Oh, it's snowing today. Okay, let me sit in my bed, let me have a coffee, let me have a cocoa, and let me see Kiddush. Onik Shabbat. What's the excuse? This is not Onik to walk outside in the snow. So, okay, so don't pray, so don't do this, don't do that. that. But if I, if, I, if, I, if I show you have a, you have a business deal going on over here, and he's going to give you a big fat check, oh, honey, I got to go, I'll see you later. Ta-ta, move, where are you? The guy's already there. Sorry, I can't talk, I got to go. What happened? Makara. This is the, the, that's what I'm trying to, the, when, it's, when it's hard, that's when you go. Oh, you understand? When it's hard, Allah, how many you having it? It's hard, Allah. What's going on over here? What's going on? He doesn't understand. Now, now we just killed his whole system. His system was, oh, it's hard, don't go. It's hard, don't do. It's hard, don't give. Well, you don't think that sometimes it's hard for people to give a charity? Sometimes it's hard for a person to give charity. So maybe not you, maybe somebody else. I'm not, the, 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 the pocket, once he puts his hand in the pocket, it just stays there and he's trying, and he, and he, he just can't get it out. He's going like this. He's going, he's feeling keys outside. Sorry, I got I got I got it. Glue is glued in. Sorry. Yeah. So that's some of you. Yeah. But now that guy, it's a hard Boom. His dollar, when he gives a dollar, it's like giving $100 each time. You know that? It's $100 each time. Bah, bah! And guess what? You break it. Each time you break it, you're weakening the... the uh, uh, uh. And this is really, really life that's about. You know, people, they, 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 they really... They're the opposites. When it gets tough, they stop. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. It's wrong. When it gets tough, I'm going to double down. You understand the attitude? I'm about to you, understand the attitude? When it's tough, I'm going to double down. Oh yeah, it's hard for me to get... He's the other guy, could you come make it to class uh, three, three times a week? No, it's very hard, it's very hard. It's like, okay, great, I'm happy that it's hard. Now could you come? <laughs> I'm very happy that it's hard. Now could you come? Well, 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 everything is hard. Well, you think everything is easy in life? Well, you want everything to be easy. Everybody wants easy, easy. Easy pass, easy this, easy that, right? Everybody wants everything easy. It's time to buy Now you don't do nothing. Just sit there, there's that, and that's it, finished. No. Sometimes when it's hard... You have to know it's a challenge. You break it, you'll feel good, and you'll enjoy it more. You'll enjoy it more. You'll enjoy it more. I have a relative, a cousin of mine. She was, uh, she was struggling a lot with her tzni'ut. A lot, a lot. Tzni'ut was crazy for her, very, very hard for her. And, uh, and all of a sudden she made the jump, and she became fully, fully tzni'ut. And Hashem. And the beginning... For maybe two years or a year, it was very hard. She would tell me, "Look, look, look! I can't go on there. I can't go this. I can't." After that, she says, "I feel so much accomplished. I feel shmira. I feel bracha. I feel all this." But it was hard in the beginning. It's very, very hard. But guess what? All the good things come. All the good things come. It's hard. Right after, just know when you pass it, you know, open up for bracha. You're opening up bracha. That's what you're doing. You're opening up bracha. It's hard. It's hard. Bracha. Teddy, I'm going to say your story now, please. Teddy, can I say your story, please? 
Oh, you want to say it? I want to say a story. Teddy, right? I'm going to say it like this. Teddy was working on a deal. The deal was a nice big deal. We're talking about tens of thousands of dollars. I'm sitting, this man sitting right now. And in order for the person to approve of his deal, he had to wait and wait and wait. How many months was it, Teddy? Twelve. Twelve months. Yeah. About a year. You know what it is? For one year, waiting for an answer from somebody else to approve yes or no? Once they say yes, it's good. No, that's it. His whole year of work is gone to the... You know, you know what I mean? A year he's waiting. One year. I get a phone call this past Friday. This past Friday. And I get a call. Who is it? Chacham Teddy. Teddy calls me up. And he says, Rabbi. Rabbi, you're not going to believe it. And I hear him crying tears. I literally thought something bad, horrible happened. He said, Rabbi! I'm saying how it is, Teddy. You mind? I got to say how it is. He said, Rabbi! Rabbi! Am I embarrassing you? He says, Rabbi, you're not going to believe this. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm going to tell you, my heart is dropping. My heart is dropping. Rabbi, you're not going to believe this. You're not going to believe this. You're not going to believe this. Imagine you get a call like that Friday right before Shabbat. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness. I want, I'm, I'm scared to hear this news. So Teddy, what's up? Take a deep breath. Just tell me. No, you're not understanding. I had a Muna all 12 months. This is what he's telling me. I had a Muna all 12 months. All 12 months. I had a Muna. I was like, oh my goodness, maybe something happened. I'd be like, what happened 12 months? I had a Muna all 12 months. All 12 months. All 12 months. And he said yes. And he said yes. And you know why? Because I know Hashem will never let me down. Hashem will never let me down. And it was hard, but I did it anyway. I had It was going tough. And you know what I did? I did exactly what the Rikavot says. It says, what? You know what he did? I'll tell you what he did. He went to learn. A half a day kolel. A half a day. He stopped. He says, you know what? He's still hanging in there. After eight months waiting for the okay, he still didn't get it. He said, okay, Hashem, I have so much emunah in you, I'm going to go harder. Not only I'm not going to work as much, I'm going to work less, and I'm going to dedicate half my day to learning the Torah. And he went to Kolel half a day, and guess what? Three months after the Kolel, he gets a call. They said yes. Now look at him. You know how happy he feels? You know how happy he feels? He feels so happy. You know why? Because his faith in God never stopped. He could have easily threw in the towel and say it's over. Forget it. He said, I'm going to go. This is getting hard. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to double down. I'm going to go and learn half a day now. Go, go, go show me somebody like that. Imagine the middle. Oh, he sees his business going down. Oh, I can't make the deal. The real estate's not happening. All of a sudden, where are you going? I'll be here every day at 1, 1 to 6. I'm not working from 9 to 5. I'm working from 1 to 5. I said, why? He says, I'm going to Kulel till 1. I was like, what are you talking about? You're not even making money from 9 to 1. What are you making? I want to 5. He says, I don't care. And he went to Kulel for a day. And he said to himself, deep down, I believe in Hashem. I believe in Hashem and nobody else but Hashem. And guess what? It went through. His deal went through. You know why? Because it was tough. 
And Hashem said, I want to see how you're going to do. I want to see. I'm going to shake the boat. I'm going to shake the boat. Shake the boat. It's about to turn over. Oh, it's He says, wait, 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 wait. I'm going to go harder. I'm going to go and make sure. And guess what? This is what it's all about. It's your efforts that you're doing with Hashem's mitzvot. It's hard. Put more effort. Yes, it's hard. Well, you think it's easy? For every gadol out there, you think every big rabbi out there in the world, you think it was easy for them to become who they became? Go look at Chavadiyah Yosef. You know how poor he was when he was a kid? Do you know how poor? Read stories about Chavadiyah Yosef, the biggest rabbi that ever lived, Syrian rabbi, the level of the past generation. Go see. Go ahead. Go read stories about how he lived when he was poor. Go see. You know how poor he was? You can't even imagine the poverty. He could have stopped. He would have had a million excuses. Rabbi Akiva Eger, you ever hear Rabbi Akiva Eger? Anybody hear Rabbi Akiva Eger? He wrote on his tombstone, don't say, say I was living with, 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 with these surims. What do you mean? It was very hard. You think it was easy? The stipla, they bring down. He could have said, even if I wouldn't have learned, they wouldn't even, if I would have learned much less, in Shavayim, they wouldn't have told me anything. But he learned even more. It was hard. But he learned more. People all of a sudden, things are hard. Oh, sorry, I'm snapping, I'm, I'm falling, I'm this, I'm that, I fell. I don't know what they say. What's the new words now? I don't even know. Tripping. I snapped, I tripped. <laughs> I don't know what it is. But at the end of the day, it says, trip and fly. Don't trip, fly. Don't trip, fly, jump. Oh yeah, it's hard now, I'm going to jump even over. But make it easy for you to jump. And I'm going to end off with this. Make it easy for you to jump. Meaning to say, I always tell you this. I always tell you, listen, 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 I'm finishing with this. Listen to this. There was two guys over here that prays with us every single day in the morning. They didn't come for about three years. They weren't going to shul. Three years. Every morning, they weren't going to shul. What happens? I see them one morning. Say, both of you? How'd you guys get here? Both of you. This is what he did. They made a deal that he's going to pick him up every single morning so no excuses. So now they have a partner to come to shul. They made it easy for them. Yeah, it's hard. But do what's easy for you to get it accomplished. Get it, do, it, do what's easy for you to get it done. So yeah, it's hard for you to come to shul. No problem. Call your best friend. It's happening it happened today, by the way, this morning. Somebody called his best friend and said, I need to come to shul. Could you help me out? I said, sure, I'll pick you up tomorrow morning. Today he came. He didn't come in months. Today he came. Why? He, what did he do? He did something very easy. He called his friend. He said, listen, just pick me up. I'll come. So he did. You know what's going on over here? Therefore, Abotai, that's exactly the reason. That's exactly the point. The point here tonight is that what a person must know. It was very easy. They found it very easily. It wasn't so much hard work. But what? It was written the 13th. Why? The effort wasn't there. You have to put the effort in. This is all from Or Haimakadosh. Remember these great lessons. And work hard when it's hard. And we'll be back later. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.